0: Adventures of The Saint, starring Tom Conway. The Saint, based
1: on characters
0: created by Leslie Charteris and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes transcribed to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented
1: actor Tom Conway as the same. Yes? I'm Simon Templer. I have an appointment with... Uh... Oh, yes, Mr. Templer. We've been waiting for you. Come in, please. Thank you. This way. You had no trouble finding the place, sir? None. The Allison house is too large to overlook. I should apologize for not sending the car for you. You see... Oh, okay, I'm leaving
2: now. Will you tell
1: Mother... Oh. Well, Hello. Hello.
2: Mm, you are cute, aren't you? Uh,
1: frankly, I've never given it much thought.
2: Let's see. Mother hired you to drive the car. No, that wouldn't be it at all. She hired you to escort her to Bermuda. uh uh-uh. You're not the escort type. Miss Allison, this is the saint. Oh, then that's why Mother hired you. Well, good luck. You know, if Mr. Dunn calls, tell him I've already left for the track. Uh, goodbye, Dreamboat. Good. Uh,
1: goodbye. She, uh, goes with the house, I take it. Mrs. Allison's daughter, Cora, by a late marriage. A very spirited young lady. Oh, here's Mrs. Allison's bedroom. Mrs. Allison, Mr. Templer is here.
3: Well, send him in. Send him in. Come over here, Mr. Templer. Let's have a look at you. Hmm. Very nice.
1: I just, uh... Exactly what is being hired, Mrs. Allison, a detective or a profile?
3: Oh, Now sit down. I'm not ill, Mr. Templer, just wearing out. And please don't allow the appurtenances of an aged woman to distress you. They're the wages of an extremely indulgent, but not uninteresting life.
1: You don't seem as weak a woman as you let on, Mrs. Allison.
3: <laughs> a gentlemanly thing to say, Mr. Templer. But the strength you see left in me is only the extra strong light of the candle. Before it burns out. Here, Mr. Templer, is a check for $1,000. It's yours.
1: Just like that?
3: I never thought money was for anything but spending. And now shall we talk of my need for you? Uh,
1: For $1,000 to my favorite charity, you can talk of anything.
3: You have seen her? Who? My daughter.
1: I ran into a light breeze on the stairs. Uh, Field said she was your daughter.
3: Mr. Templer... Cora is an exciting, spirited girl. She's had everything that's fine in life. And now her only reading matter is the racing form. Her only art, self-beautification. Her only music, the raucous sounds of a nightclub. Look. Hmm. I found this gun in her room. She thinks it's cute to carry a gun. But that isn't all. The real problem goes deeper.
1: Oh, a man?
3: How did you know?
1: It usually is.
3: His name is Frank Dunn.
1: Yes, he runs the Paradise Club. You know him? Yes.
3: Then you know that he's a ruthless man. Cora is in love with him, or thinks she is. He's no good for her. I want you to take her away from him. I know Cora. I know of you. I know you're the kind of man who can do it.
1: And that's all?
3: Yes.
1: No, I think you've left out something. The real reason for paying me a $1,000. We'll start with Cora. You made her what she is, Mrs. Allison, and uh, you like it. You like her flamboyance and her excesses because you liked them yourself when you were young. Uh, you're not angry at her. You're worried about her. You think Frank Dunn is going to get her into trouble. Criminal trouble.
3: You are a... Uh discerning man, Mr. Templer. And a frank one.
1: Then uh, we understand each other? Yes. Good. Fabrication between a man and his client is usually unhealthy. Especially when there's someone in the middle with a loaded gun. Now, uh, just how is done using Cora?
3: I don't know. Well, then I'll find out. They're at the track. They're always at the track. Fields tells me they have a box.
1: I'll phone you as soon as I get something.
3: Remember, Mr. Templer... Whatever it is, the important thing is that Cora be kept out of it completely. Do you understand?
1: I understand, Mrs. Allison, that I'm about to play nursemaid to a very beautiful young lady.
2: (laughs) Tell me now, Frankie, which horse did you have?
0: The winner, Cora.
2: you always say that. But this one was a photo finish, darling. Which one did he have, Moose? You tell me.
1: I wouldn't know, Cora. Hey, Frankie, look who's coming.
2: Oh, hello, Cora. Oh, hello, cute stuff. I hope you're following me. Uh, No,
1: I dropped a few hundred dollars at this track last season. I I wondered if any of you had found it. Oh,
2: we found more than that. (laughs) Frankie, darling, this is Simon Temper. Mr. Temper, this is Mr. Uh, Hello,
1: Frankie. Hello, Saint.
2: Oh, you know each other?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we know this thing. And you're a gorilla named Moose, aren't you? Or or are you a moose named Gorilla? Now, listen, Gumshoe... Easy, Moose. So, you know this guy, Cora?
2: Well, not as well as I'd like to. Met him at the house. Mother hired him. He's kind of luscious, don't you think? Come on in and join us. I'd be delighted. Cora, the box is full. Oh, but there's an empty seat, darling. I'm saving that for Bronson. Bronson never comes. Besides, the last race is over. We'll only be here a few minutes longer. I said the... the seat is taken. Darling, I guess you're right. Now that I see him in the sunlight, I, I don't like him. He looks too moral to me.
1: <laughs> you heard the lady say. Oh, I don't think you're treating me very kindly, Frankie. And I have such nice things to tell Cora about you that you spent three years in Joliet, a few more in state pens for various infractions of the law, and...
2: Oh, We're... I know all that, Saint. That's Frankie's charm. That's why I'm going to marry him.
1: I see. Does your mother know?
2: We're going to elope when the meat closes. Gonna be a surprise. Mother's done a lot in her day, but never anything as exciting as marrying a man like Frankie.
1: <laughs> and you're gonna congratulate it, Sam? Eh? I'm going right out and buy her some black crepe. Let me press him, Frankie. Let me press The him. Results Wait of the
0: eighth race. The winner, number three, inferno, place number eight. Happy bride, show number one, hair case. The pari-mutuals are on the tote board. Official. is the one second, Cora, go cashing.
2: You did have Inferno. $100 is 11 to 1. Not bad. Four winners today, five yesterday. Keep this up and you'll have as much money as your health is. I'll be right back.
1: Aye. Uh, picking a lot of winners, Frankie? Uh, enough. What do you suppose is making you so lucky? Sunspots. Or maybe a system? I'd like to hear all about it. <clears throat> oh. It's
0: kind of soft in
1: the middle, huh, Templar? Now move along before your mouth gets you into more trouble. Well, I'm, I'm going. Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, whatever happened to Patricia, Frankie? Seems to me you two were good and married. Look, you leave Patricia out of this, Templar. Oh, just thought I'd ask. She was a nice kid. Seemed to love you, and oh, I. Listen, go... wise guy. If you keep pressing me like this, you're going to end up on a slab. I'll oh, beat it crowds, watch. Oh, I'll be glad to. That's the only way to stay ahead, Frankie. Take leave when you get a winner. Leaving the track so soon, Mr. Templer? Yes, Eddie, it was a little too crowded. Oh, uh, where to? Over to Jersey, Eddie. I... Wait a minute. Hold up, well, what's the matter? That girl standing there, the one with the dark glasses and veil. Oh, yeah. She's a melanoma. She's right. the one I'd go all the way to Jersey for. Hello, Patricia.
2: Huh?
1: Frankie, know you're at the track? I
2: don't know you. Oh, wait a minute. Don't go. Let go of my arm.
1: Not until we've had a chance to it's talk. Let go of my arm. I said I'm going to call a cop. I don't think you will. You don't want to draw any attention to yourself. That's why the dark glasses. Who are you hiding from, Patricia? Frankie?
2: What do you want, Sain?
1: I told you. A few moments of pleasant conversation.
2: You won't get it from me.
1: I might. You know, Frankie and I were just talking about you.
2: You know I'm in town? You know I'm here?
1: I've got a cab waiting. Come on, I'll take you home.
2: I don't want to go home.
1: Where do you want to go? Then?
2: Staying at a hotel in Madison.
1: All right, I'll take you there. And we'll drive slowly. We've got a few things to talk about. <laughs>
2: The dinner,
1: Thanks for being so talkative.
2: Don't remember saying anything.
1: You didn't. What's bothering you? Why did you go to the track and hide in the corner behind dark glasses in a veil?
2: It's my business.
1: Who was Bronson? Frankie mentioned him at the track. Who is he?
2: Never heard of him. Frank
1: is making a lot of money off the races. How's it done? Well, you can fix one race sometimes. But you can't fix four, one day, five the day before, and I don't know how many before then. That uh, takes a lot of organization. Does it? How do you feel about Cora Allison?
2: The way all brunettes feel about blondes. Oh.
1: That's uh, a nice wedding ring you're wearing. I like it. You and Frank are still married?
2: Why shouldn't we be?
1: Well, no reason. Except it seems to me that if Frank is going to marry Cora in a few days, as he says, it would be better for him not to be married to you.
2: That's his problem.
1: Sure you don't want to tell me about Bronson?
2: I don't want to tell you anything.
1: All right. I'll see you again.
2: Don't bet on it. Frank? Yeah? Does Frankie know I'm in town? But I've come over from Jersey. I don't know. Do me a favor, will you? Don't tell him I'm in town. No matter what, don't tell him. Why not? Won't be good for me, that's why.
1: All right, Patricia. I I won't tell him. Ring out, sir. Yes, thank you. People hey, were shot. How astute of you. Lock. Got a key? No, but I can get one at the desk. No, give me a hand. Right. Come on. Come on. Just a little more. <laughs> there. There she is, mister. Wow, look at that rug. Hmm, whoever did it made sure. Yeah, and the window's open. Hmm, fire escape, alley one fights down. Call the police. Right away. Boy, Mr. Cunningham's sure going to be sure about that rug. Eddie. Eddie, come over here.
0: I hear you, sir, but I don't see you.
1: Up at this window.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: You were parked at the end of the alley. Did you see anyone come out of it?
0: Oh, well, I was kind of those, uh, a blah, with a nice shake, maybe. Maybe. I got an old black limousine?
1: Cora Allison. Hello, Fields. Oh, Mr. Templer. I tried to phone you at your apartment. Mrs. Allison has asked me to inform you that your services are no longer needed. Uh, Just a moment, Fields. Uh, Please take your foot out of the doorway or I shall be forced to call the police. Hardly likely, Fields. You haven't forgotten the murder was committed not long ago. I was standing outside Patricia Dunn's apartment when it happened. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. I don't want to call you a liar, Fields, but you're tempting me. I've got a strong feeling Cora did it. I also think you drove her there and back in the limousine. You're wrong, Mr. Templer. I haven't left the house all afternoon, nor has the car left the garage. There you go again. I felt the hood on the limousine not two minutes ago. It's still warm. And I'd also like to find something else that's warm. What's that, sir? A gun, fired probably by the dainty hand of a girl who had everything except the right upbringing. Now, believe me, Fields, it—it'd be a lot less trouble if you let me in to talk to Cora than if I find a telephone and talk to the police. Well, Cora's in her bedroom. Please come in, Mr. Templar. <laughs> We're going to keep on trying. We're not going to get anywhere.
2: But I tell you, I didn't kill her.
1: Yes, I heard you.
2: And you don't believe it?
1: I'd like to, but you've got a lot of things to explain. One is the automatic you used to carry. What's a pistol for if not the shooting?
2: Oh, I never shot a pistol
1: in my life. Oh, I see. You uh, used it as a paperweight.
2: No. I carried it because... Well, because it looked good. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Like uh, a mink cake?
2: Oh, I tell you, I didn't kill her.
1: how would anyone know if you ever told the truth? (sighs) You know, to some people, it also looks good to tell a lot of clever lies. You also said you weren't at Patricia's apartment.
2: I wasn't. I came home right after the races and had dinner here. Yes, I came right home.
1: All of which reminds me of Pinocchio, whose nose got longer every time he lied. Well,
2: well, Askfield, I was home all afternoon. He saw me.
1: Uh, We've already been through it. His nose is getting longer, too. (laughs) Cora. Listen to me. A cab driver saw you running up the alley away from Patricia's place after the shots were fired.
2: Who?
1: Not somebody. It doesn't matter who.
2: You're making it up.
1: Strangely enough, I'm not like you, Cora. I don't think it looks good to make things up, especially when murder's concerned. The cabbie saw you and the limousine and Fields. And I'll tell you one thing more. The police will be able to prove you were there. Oh, you're... Luscious, I know, I know. You told me.
2: Oh, <laughs> All right. All right, I was there. I killed her. I killed her. Now are you satisfied? Now do you believe me? No.
3: Don't believe her, Mr. Templar.
2: She's lying. Oh, mother.
3: She didn't kill Patricia Dunn. I know because I did. I just phoned the police and confessed.
1: Uh, shall I have a bartender set us up again, sir? So... No, not for me. You go ahead, Eddie. I, I know you've got to get fortified to face the New York traffic. No, no, I'll skip it. Hey, hey what are we doing here, anyway? Waiting. What for? Frankie Dunn. This is his place. If and when he shows up, I want to see if he's in mourning. You mean after all that's happened, you're still in a case? No, no, not exactly. What good's a client if uh, she's on the way to the death house? The meaning, Mrs. Allison. Meaning the same. Then you really think she done? Oh, she says so. So why don't you go home and go to sleep? Let's just say I'm restless. Uh, Eddie, I've been watching that man at the end of the bar. The one in the brown pinstripe. What? His, uh... Oh, Bronson. Yeah, yeah. At least that's what the barkeep called him. So? So he's the one who was in with Frank Dunn on the horse race scheme. He gave the bartender a package. The bartender locked the package in the safe, then gave Bronson an envelope. Bronson opened the envelope and put the contents into his wallet. Eddie, what would you put in your wallet that was uh, green and negotiable? Cabbage, if I had it. Mm, it was cabbage, all right. Cabbage and lettuce, moolah, fish plans, or whatever euphemism you want to use. Fish out of track weddings. Maybe. Let's see if I can find out. Good evening, Mr. Bronson.
0: We have met.
1: Uh, not uh, formally, but we have mutual friends. Frank Dunn, Cora Allison. They tell me you have a great way to beat the horses. A sure thing. Uh, until you're caught, that is. Who are you, young man? Uh, Superman. And my x-ray eyes penetrate your coat and see the money in your inside pocket. Your share of Dunn's track winning.
0: You're the most absurd young man I've ever met. That money was for a package I left Mr. Dunn.
1: Oh, and uh, what was in the package?
0: I fail to see how that's any of your affair.
1: Let's just say it uh, it is and uh,
0: relieve my curiosity. Books, young man. I'm a book dealer. I have a shop on 3rd Avenue. You must come and see it sometime. The money Mr. Dunn gave me was simply payment
1: for the books. They must be pretty expensive. There was a lot of money in that envelope.
0: Rare books. Tell me, young man, where did you ever get that delightful notion that I know how to beat the horses and that I'm involved in something with Mr. Dunn and uh, what was the girl's name?
1: Uh, Cora Allison.
0: Oh, yes, yes. A charming idea. I'll tell you what you do, young man. You investigate me, and if you determine that I am engaged in something criminal, please inform me. I should be delighted to know. Now, goodbye, Mr. Templer. And don't try to follow me.
1: Oh, of course not. It's bad manners, Mr. Bronson, to follow anyone who isn't female. Mr.
2: Templer, hmm? I've been waiting for you in the hallway for almost two hours was wondering if it'd ever get home.
1: I was out getting my mind off a no-good case.
2: Mr. Temper, I'd like to talk to you. May I come in?
1: I don't think you have anything to say to me, Cora. You could have said anything you wanted to before the police took your mother.
2: Well, that's no reason I can't say it now. Please.
1: All right, but I hope it's worthwhile. I'm very sleepy. Well?
2: I saw mother in jail a few hours ago. It was an unpleasant sight.
1: Well, it should have been. Jails aren't designed to give kicks.
2: Mother doesn't belong there, Mr. Templer.
1: I know it. She didn't kill Patricia Dunn. She just said she did.
2: To protect me. She's convinced I killed Patricia. and well, She feels responsible because of the way she brought me up.
1: Well, I admit there's wisdom there. So, uh, were you going to let her give herself up?
2: I suppose so. It was an awful thing to do. I... Well, I know I can't. Why? I told you. I saw her in jail.
1: Well, you don't have to worry about that, Cora. The police will soon find out they haven't got a case against her and she'll be released. Of course, um, they'll look for someone else to take her place. Meaning me? Have you got a better suggestion?
2: That's just it, Mr. Templer. No matter what you and Mother think, I didn't kill Patricia Dunn. And that's the truth.
1: frankly, Cora, I don't know whether to believe you or not. You... You've told so many lies already. You were at Patricia's apartment. I know
2: you were. Yes, I was there. I heard that Frankie was still married to her. I knew he couldn't marry me then. And I knew something was wrong. Well, I went to see her. I I was inside her apartment when you left her there. The manager let me in. I told him I was her sister.
1: Then you saw who killed her?
2: No. The shots came in through the window. I got frightened. I may put on a lot, but I do get frightened. I ran down the fire escape and up the alley. That's when the cab driver saw me. Fields took me home, and I told Mother what happened. And she didn't believe you. She thought you were the one who killed Patricia
1: and made up the story about someone firing through the window.
2: Yes. She made Fields and me promise to say neither of us left the house. Well, when you came and proved we had... Happened...
1: She called up the police and confessed to save you.
2: She said she was old and it didn't matter if she went to jail. It was her way of giving me a new start. Hoping I'd change my ways. Have you? I just told you the truth.
1: I wonder. You know, you remind me of the boy who cried wolf. Uh, tell me about Frankie's scheme to beat the horses. How does it work?
2: I don't know. All I know is he's always has the winning ticket. Seems I cash dozens of them. Doesn't he ever cash any of them? No, it's always me. Why? Oh, I don't know why. I want to, I guess.
1: It was fun. I know. What about Bronson? He's in on it. Who's he?
2: He's an artist.
1: An artist? He said he was a book dealer.
2: Oh, he has a bookshop, all right. But, well, he's really an artist. He does fine detail work. I've seen some of it. Lithograph? Yes.
1: Engraving. A counterfeiter, maybe. No. Of course, that's it. That's why Dunn always has the winning ticket. Bronson makes up a win ticket ahead of time for every horse in the race. No matter which horse wins, Dunn wins. A very fancy idea. Now, tell me one thing more, Cora. How did you know Patricia was in town? How did you know where she was staying?
2: Well, I overheard Moose and Frankie talk about it. Frankie was angry. Frankie Dunn,
1: yes. She was afraid he'd find out she was in town... Where's Frankie staying?
2: He's got a suite at the Southern. 613.
1: All right. Oh, Quora. Yes? For yours and your mother's sake, I hope you're finally telling the truth.
2: It's
0: open. Come on in, Moses. I've been waiting for
1: Saint. Hello, Frankie. Hmm, overcoat on. Where are you going someplace? I am going someplace. Yes, but not where you think. You're going to change places with Mrs. Allison. That's very funny. Oh, I know all about the counterfeiting, Frankie. And I know Cora was used to front for you. You, with your reputation, couldn't keep cashing so many win tickets. Somebody would begin to wonder. But uh, Cora was uh, relatively safe. However, that isn't the important thing, is it? No. Patricia's murder is. That's right, Saint. That's the important thing. Now, get out of my way. I got a gun in this overcoat pocket. I don't want to have to kill you
0: because I'm saving these bullets for someone else. Oh, who? The one who really killed my Patricia. I
1: don't mean Mrs. Allison. Who do you mean? A kid with too much money, no sense, and less feeling. Cora Allison. Oh, but she said she didn't do it. She says a lot of things. But I believe her this time. She's a changed girl. Ruffled, but wiser. And I don't think she killed Patricia. You got an nail it by, Frankie? Yeah.
0: A real good one. I loved her. Is that why she was so scared of you? She knew I wanted her out of town until the job
1: with Bronson was finished. She knew if I knew she was in town, I'd have slapped her around and sent her home. Well, I must say you have a unique way of showing affection. It's my way. Well, it's very touching, thank you. But I don't think that alibi would stand up in court. Yeah, well, this one will. Both Moose and I were in the bar of
0: this hotel when Patricia was killed. And the house Dick and six other people saw us. So I guess you made a mistake. Oh, get out of my way, Sane. I got a date with Cora. You're
1: not going to kill Cora. Take your hands off me. I say you're not going to kill her. Sane, I didn't ask for trouble with you, but you're going to get it. There's your phone done. Answer it. Answer it yourself. All right. I will. Hello? Frankie. Frankie. It's Moose. I got a bullet in me. Listen to me. Listen to me. What is it, Moose?
0: young man. I'll tell you all about myself firsthand.
1: I don't think you have to, Bronson. I already know. It's been a merry-go-round, and I got a lot of lead rings, but you're the gold one. Yes. You killed Patricia because she knew the deal you and Frankie were on. She never wanted Frankie to be in on it, and you thought she'd dropped the wrong information to the police. So everyone who knows about it has to go. Patricia, Moose,
0: me. Yes, young man. It seems that it is now your turn. Now, Bronson, it's your turn. Frankie. Frankie.
1: Frankie! Frankie. All right, Frankie. You even things up. Give me the gun. It's no good to anyone now except ballistics.
0: been listening to another transcribed adventure of The Saint,
1: the Robin Hood of modern crime. And now, here is our star, Tom Conway. Ladies and gentlemen, in our cast you heard Gail Page as Cora, and Peggy Webber as Patricia. Ida Reese Merrin played Mrs. Allison, Barney Phillips was Moose, Tony Barrett, Frankie, the butler was played by Fred Shields, Bronson, Bill Conrad. Glenn Vernon was the elevator boy. Eddie was played by High Appleback. This is Tom Conway inviting you to join us again next week at the same time for another exciting adventure of The Saint. Good night. Tonight's script of The Saint was written by Larry Roman.
0: The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris, is a James
1: L. Safier production and is directed by Helen Mack. Tom Conway is soon to be seen in Warner Brothers' production, Painting the Clouds with Sunshine.
0: All you Saint fans will be glad to know that The Saint comic books are on sale at all
1: newsstands. Your announcer, Don Stanley. the Silver Jubilee on NBC. Be sure to hear three
0: more top mystery shows coming your way today on NBC. Continuing now, their screen actor Lloyd Nolan as hard-hitting Martin Kane, private eye. Then actor Carlton Young comes to the NBC microphone as The Whisperer. And listen tonight for Adventure in the Catacombs of Rome with Mr. Motto. Tonight hear the American form of the air on NBC. <laughs> Hindi हिंदी सिनेमा का सबसे बड़ा ब्लॉकबस्टर धमाकेदार होगा एंटरटेनमेंट जब करण खुराना और मनीष होस्ट करेंगे फिल्म 2024 with Gujarat's Tourism on Sunday, 18 February, 9 pm,